What's up, Triflowance family? This is Pastor G. And I remember, I, I can't remember exactly how old I was, but there was a time when I was downstairs eating. It was in the summertime. My grandfather was visiting from Trinidad. And I remember I had a cousin who was upstairs. So I'm downstairs by myself and they are upstairs. And so I get this bright idea. I'm going to go upstairs and tell them that there's a fire. And then when they come downstairs, they will be with me while I'm eating. Y'all don't judge me. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. This is, this is what went through my head. So I went upstairs and I said to my grandfather, there's a fire downstairs. And I started running down the stairs. And then I watched as my grandfather ran down the stairs behind me. And so did my cousin. And I turned around and I could see the horror in their faces and realized this is not a good idea. So I tell them, no, there isn't a fire. I, I let them know. And, you know, they kind of look at me with disgust. And that was that. A couple of days later, my sister, we were out at, uh, out at the park and, you know, she was rubbing two sticks together and she's much older than I am. And she said, yeah, I'm gonna start a fire. And then she said, oh, wait a minute. Speaking of fires, and then she lights into me for what I had done to my grandfather and my cousin. My cousin apparently had snitched on me. And after she lit me up real good, she then said, make sure that that never happens again. And I said, okay. And, and once that was said, that was that. She never told our parents. That was it. My sister had shown me grace in the midst of me making a boneheaded decision. And one of the things that I recognize is that in this world that we live in, you know, plenty of people make bad decisions, do stupid things, and yet we do not show grace in those types of situations. And so today we're going to take a look at a text in Proverbs 24 that, that deals with this very topic. And so we're going to talk about make room for mistakes coming up next on The Trifle Lines. All right, fam, like I said, we're going to take a look at Proverbs 24 and it's verses 16 through 17. Again, that's Proverbs 24, verses 16 through 17. And the word says, for though a righteous man falls seven times, he will rise again. But the wicked are brought down by calamity. Do not gloat when your enemy falls. When he stumbles, do not let your heart rejoice. I'm going to read that one more time. For though a righteous man falls seven times, he rises again. But the wicked are brought down by calamity. Do not gloat when your enemy falls. When he stumbles, do not let your heart rejoice. Two things we're going to talk about today. And the first is that we must show grace to ourselves. The text in verse 16 says, For though a righteous man falls seven times, he rises again. And so this text illustrates that even the righteous, those who strive to live right, will fall at times. And in fact, it says seven times. Now, let's be clear. There are people who live foul. Their mindset is all in the gutter and they have absolutely no remorse for the things that they do. So these actions are intentional. They don't feel any guilt. They have no plans to change. They have no level of accountability. 
But the text says that the wicked are brought down by calamity. So those folks there, they're brought down by calamity because they just live in foul. There is a difference, however, between being wrong and strong or struggling through a weakness, something that you know is wrong, and you say, Lord, I won't do it again. <laughs> Only to find that you've made decisions that have brought you right back to the same place. Now, I know that the self-righteous folks out there will say, well, he's promoting greasy grace. I, I'm not doing that at all. I am just sharing that the word of God says a righteous man falls seven times. The reality is that every last one of us has had an area that we had to grow beyond. And while we were growing, we continued to fall until we got to a place of deliverance. That is the seven times that the text is talking about. So, so yeah, we messed up on some stuff several times. Yeah, we, we think back and we really wish we had done some things differently. We shouldn't have sent that text that we sent. We probably shouldn't have smoked that joint and we shouldn't have slept with that particular person. We probably shouldn't have failed to pay our bills on a timely basis. We probably shouldn't have treated our bodies the way that we did probably shouldn't have treated that person the way that we did. Probably shouldn't have gotten into that car that particular time. We probably shouldn't have succumbed to our emotions. We probably shouldn't have wasted our parents' money when we went to college by not going to class. I want you to think about it. Think about what your shouldn't have is. What are the failures in your past? Focus on them just for a second. The times that you fell, bring it to memory. And yes, allow it to be a lesson. But the righteous, those of us who strive to do better and be better, it says we rise again because we don't stay in that fallen state. We don't stay in that place. We must show grace to ourselves, recognizing that even the best have fallen. See, we could stay in that place and we could constantly replay all the mistakes we've made and, 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 and where we could be right now. But pause for a moment. David, the great king of Israel, fell. Moses, the great leader and liberator, fell. Noah, the shipbuilder, fell. And I got some women for you too. Eve, the mother of mankind, fell. Miriam, the sister of Moses, fell. Sarai, the wife of Abraham, fell. If a man and woman who were in the very presence of God in the Garden of Eden, which is paradise, didn't get it all right, well, then I think we're going to drop the ball from time to time. There's no need to be estranged from God because of falling. And so right now, make it right. What is it? that we've messed up with, turn to him and say, God, I'm sorry, and let him pick you up. We must show grace to ourselves and allow God to bestow grace upon us. But my second point is this. We must show grace to others. We must show grace to others. Verse 17 says, do not gloat when your enemy falls. When he stumbles, do not let your heart rejoice. 
Now, this text tells us that we shouldn't gloat when our enemies mess up or fall. So my question is, how do you think God feels when someone isn't an enemy, but just a random person? One thing for sure, when somebody messes up, there's a long line of folks who will be ready and happy to let them know about it. We will often go in on the latest video that's trending. Why? Because they did something stupid. They lost it and it was caught on camera. They got drunk and said something unforgivable. They used poor judgment. And so we, on our cell phones, our tablets, our computer screens, then proceed to skewer them in the comment section. Many people are forever defined by a bad decision that was memorialized in video. But pause and consider just for a second. Have you ever got drunk and you not only embarrassed yourself, but everyone around you. Now imagine that that situation has been placed on the World Wide Web, and now you've got memes circulating based on that moment in time. Ever get frustrated with someone you dated and, and you put your hands on them? That isn't who you normally are. It wasn't a beatdown, but you were absolutely wrong for what happened. But it was a breaking point for you. It was a low point in your life. Imagine that being caught on camera and the rest of your life, people view you as that crazed chick that, that ran up on that dude or that guy who's the woman beater. Ever been in a bad mood and you treated someone disrespectfully? You think back and, and you're ashamed, but then the whole encounter is blasted across TikTok to threads to IG. And everybody has commentary on how horrible a person you are. Imagine having your life as messy as it is at times, and it gets posted on the shade room. We make sport of other people's bad decisions, their buffoonery and their mistakes. And while people should be checked for their bad behavior, the Bible says don't gloat. Mm -mm. Trust me. If you give grace, there'll be more than enough people who can rake them over the coals and make them feel like complete failures. There is no shortage of folks who will do that. Your commentary, your opinion, your gossip won't really be necessary. Because like I said, there's no shortage of humans who will destroy without giving a second thought. Make room for mistakes. We all fall short. That's what Romans 3.23 says. And so we must show grace to ourselves. But our fellow human beings have issues. They have concerns and they have shortcomings. And as a result, we must show grace to others. My brothers and sisters, make room for mistakes. Heavenly Father, we come before you to say thank you, Lord for watching over us and keeping us, and for not allowing everything that we do to be broadcast, to be revealed to everyone. We thank you that you didn't expose all of our weaknesses and all of our bad decisions. We're grateful that when we fell, you picked us up and allowed us another opportunity. We're asking right now that you would help us to be able to display the same level of grace, both for ourselves and for others. 
Help us to forgive ourselves for the things that we've done that still to this day make us cringe when we think about it. We ask, Heavenly Father, that as we come into contact with people, and, and not just people online, but just people in person, when they've made mistakes, help us to recognize that you forgive our, our mistakes on a daily basis. Lord, this world needs individuals who are able to bestow grace in the same manner that you do. Finally, Heavenly Father, we ask that you would forgive us because we're sorry. Pick us back up. Use us however you see fit. All these things we ask in your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ's name we pray, and all of the 21 say, Amen. Thank you.